Life, Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today by two of your favorites, Charles and Chris. Hello. Hello. Two of everyone's favorites. Oh, have you not seen the tweets about you? Is that official? Have you not seen? No, I haven't. People love you. And do you know why? It's uh, Okay, so the first time I was, I did Light Trees and I literally spent the next four hours of that day searching the hashtag just really? to see. Yeah, and then I was like, Christopher, that's crazy. You need to stop doing that. You are not Leah Michelle. Calm down. Oh, my God. Wow, shots fired. <laughs> we just started the show. And now I find out that uh, I should have been doing it the entire time. Yeah, people love you. Uh, I thought you knew that. I did not. Okay, well, you're one of the faves. Charles is obviously one of the faves. Obviously. People love his voice. Why wouldn't they? It's so weird. It's silky. That's, yeah. That's partly why we started a podcast, because I started doing your podcast. And people were like, you have a great voice. You I should. so, yeah. Have yeah, you ever done voiceover sense. stuff? No. Mm-mm. I just talked with someone today. Why am I saying someone? Catherine. I talked to <laughs> Catherine today about doing a voice reel, because I'm... Guys, does... Is anyone an employer in New York City? Can you fucking hire me? <laughs> Mama needs money. Sorry, I don't want to add to people's... I know everybody's stressed about money, but are you hiring? <laughs> do you live in New York City? Are you an employer? Tweet me. Uh, do you need anyone to do voiceover work that has a mildly gay voice with vocal fry? <laughs> I'll do it. It has to be like a gay squirrel that they need a voice for. <laughs> and you could submit for that, right? Sure. You do that. Maybe a gay or if squirrel. anyone's hiring voiceover work for uh, someone who, as I'm told, is one of the least annoying Australian accents, then <laughs> get Should in we touch. just all put voice reels together? Yes. So I was talking with Catherine about that and she was giving me advice because she has like a voiceover agent. And I was mm-hmm. like, hey girl, how'd you get that? And she's <laughs> like, it's real hard. So why am I talking about that? Oh, because people love your voice. Sure. Yeah. Take thank it. you. Say thank I'll you. I'll take it. It's like velvet dipped in honey. It really is. It really is. It's a great voice. He's making a face. Charles, accept love. I, I s- accept a compliment. <laughs> Just say thank you for fuck's sake. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way. When people are like, good job. I'm like, are you an idiot? <laughs> what the fuck is the matter with you? I love your show. Fucking why? Why? I'm kidding. It's a great show. I know it's a great show. Mm-hmm. Um, welcome to Light Trees and News, everyone. We talk about pop culture at the top of the show. If that is not your thing, fast forward to the next music cue <laughs> you'll hear for bad news. What kind of person <gasps> Can you skips imagine? over... The happy, delightful banter at the top of the show to get to the bad news. What monsters. But if you're a monster, you can do that. I get it. The uh, choice is yours. Just please don't email me saying I don't like the pop culture section because <laughs> I truly do not care. <laughs> so I should mention, guys, I have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny. And guess what? There is a freaking bonus episode up there right now for the $5 a month members and higher in which I and a couple of uh, very funny, smart people, including Sally Tamerican, who you all love from the Struggle Bus podcast, do a deep dive into Riverdale. Ooh. Ooh, boy, do we get into it. Uh, it's an hour and 20 minutes, and I felt like we were just skimming the surface. <laughs> an hour and 20 of just Riverdale. Just Riverdale. Oh, that's magic. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then Charles and I this week, we're going to record the Infinity War uh, Wars uh, podcast bonus episode, uh, which I'm very excited about. I f- like it was weird watching that, realizing how much of it I had forgotten. Mm-hmm. Same, same. I took notes. That's how serious I was about it. <laughs> You're the Chris. Oh, yes, I'm you. Oh, yay. <laughs> when we Thank watch God. movies, he's the one taking copious notes. And I'm like, I'll just wing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually me. But there can't be two people who are winging it. So I'm like, <laughs> I'll be the responsible one. Charles can do like color commentary. Yeah. Uh, so that's up at the Patreon. There's going to be more of those bonus episodes. There's going to be more uh, field, the window episodes where I'm in the city, daring to describe people when they're like within earshot. <laughs> that's been fun. Because usually I can do it from like the safety of my own apartment, but I'm walking around Manhattan being like, look at this guy. Like <laughs> he can totally hear me. I'm risking my life is what I'm saying. Yeah. I I think I like the like the window extreme. <laughs> 
even more than the window. <laughs> the one where my life is in danger. <laughs> yeah, great. I'm glad you guys are entertained by it. I mean, it's like it's like the classic window episodes mixed with like Billy on the Street. Yes. Oh, I don't care what anyone says. I love Billy on the Street. Me too. Agreed. Yeah, it's delightful. Yeah, I'm He's glad delightful. that it's, I'm glad that it's come back. So that's up at Patreon. Also, Light Treason is 100% listener supported. That means you guys. If you go to lighttreason.news and smash that donate button, you can keep us going. Um, also, are you a small business owner in New York City? Are you hiring right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a very smart, I'm a go-getter is what I am, and I'm a quick learner. Do you have benefits? Do you have benefits? Do you Vision have and or dental? And flexible hours. And flexible hours, because I am going to keep doing the Light Trees and podcast. It's just, mama needs money, mm-hmm. uh, as everyone does, right? So I'm like, I might as well use my podcast to ask. <laughs> yeah. New York City, the New York City area, at Alice and Kilkenny, let me know. Uh, when I was doing Breakfast Radio back in Australia, uh, this is like three months in, so I just started. Uh, my car was stolen and I fully used my show to get my car back. Good. I put out back? A, yeah, I did. I put, out no an, I put out an APB on the show. I'm like, by the way, my car was stolen last <gasps> night and I gave a description for it and I'm sure it violates several broadcasting Really? Codes. To get your own car back? It's I, not like you were like, give me a deal on a new car. True. Yeah. Um, I just... I, but I was 24 and didn't give a shit, so I just did it anyway. And yeah, 10 minutes after our show ended, someone called. I'm like, it's parked outside my house. That Come get it. epic. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. so cool. So I'm all for using your platform. Did they ever catch who took it no. or you just got your car? I mean, who cares? Yeah. Like, was the car okay? Uh, look, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Um, it From that day op- onwards, it could be opened with any key <laughs> at all. Your house cool. key, a different car key, a right. screwdriver, whatever, would unlock the door. But yeah, it and was it fine. And it never got stolen again? It got No, it got broken into one more time. <laughs> and then after, the fuck were you in Australia? Living in Canberra, it wasn't even slums. that bad. <laughs> oh, okay. But after that, I then got all spooked and I sold the car. So yeah, um, No, I didn't. I, I sold it for $50 because it was so old. All it could do was be wrecked. Someone you, saw, you sold a whole car for fifty Australian it a, dollars. It was a nineteen eighty one Commodore. Oh, you're lucky you got fifty dollars, right? <laughs> yeah. And they put it in a demolition derby and immediately smash it to pieces. It really? Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. Well, at least That's you got something so for funny. it. I mean, fifty Australian dollars is almost two whole American dollars. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying your currency's garbage. Yeah. Did my, you get that? Current, yes. My currency is garbage, mm-hmm. which is I also mean, so is ours. <laughs> if if you're hiring and you've already hired Allison and you still need someone <laughs> else, then hire me because every time I get paid in Australian dollars, like our dollars dropping, okay. So my same amount of my paycheck every week is getting smaller, even I'm doing the same amount of work. We which have is to fun. make a pack since we're both looking for a job. Okay. If you get in somewhere, you get me in. If yep. I get in somewhere, I get you. <laughs> Deal done. Yes. <laughs> dope, dope, dope. Uh, does anyone need a charming American and a charming Australian? Uh, we are. Go-getters, we are fast learners. <laughs> What's other jargon people like? Team-oriented. Mm-hmm. Uh, task rabbit. That's a task company. Rabbit. That's task rabbit. We are task rabbits. Yep. Uh, uh, yep. Also, I'll throw myself in the ring too. Like if you hire both of them, you get me for free. I won't do any work, but <laughs> wow. I will. I will distract everyone. He will. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, going back to our rich tradition of you and I being employed at the same place <laughs> together and not doing any work. Nope. <laughs> not one. Not not no, whatsoever. I've that got, was the young me, though. The new me is um, responsibility oriented. Is that what they say? Sure. Um, time lord. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's time lord. That is definitely cool. Yep. So, guys, since we're in the pop culture section, outside of us um, pleading for jobs, <laughs> do we have any new pop culture recommendations? I can go first if you need to think on it. I started season two of The Good Place, and it is <gasps> oh. a fucking delight. Oh. It's mm-hmm. so good. I fully was not braced. Is this a spoiler? I think it's only a spoiler in a very, very small sect of the improv community. I was not braced for Jason Manzukis to be in it at all. <laughs> uh, and he totally is. Who's that? Um, he is Derek. Janet's yeah, boyfriend, <gasps> mm-hmm. Derek. Okay. And he popped up in like, if you're a UCB New York improv nerd, uh, you'll be like, Manzukis. <laughs> Every right. time he pops up in anything, it is always to my utter delight. Oh, I just yeah. love when it's... And in our house now, it literally the shorthand for seeing Jason Manzukis in a show is <gasps> him because <laughs> I also thought it was really funny because there's a character in that show who, who, whose name is very close to Jason Manzukis. It's like Jason 
Mendoza. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder if that was weird for him. And then I was like, I wonder if that's weird that I'm thinking about if it was weird for Jason. He's a fucking actor. Like, I'm sure it was not an issue, but I was like, that's kind of like your name. Uh, <laughs> so that's my recommendation. Any the good more, place. I need more Janet in my life. I'm so, oh, also oh, so excited for season. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm excited for season three. Uh, oh, yes, yeah, so am I. Um, don't tell me anything about season two. I, I, I have a recommendation. Uh, it is actually, I think I'm getting a habit of this now, which is coming to a show uh, way after everyone else has said it's amazing. And then I discovered, I'm like, oh, by the way, guys, this show is amazing. Did have you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is Trial and Error. Oh, I don't know this. Yeah, it's on Hulu. It's in season two. I completely missed season one. And apparently NBC has said... No thanks for season three, so they're currently trying to shop it around. Mm -hmm. But this is a an absurd comedy mockumentary about a murder trial, very uh, uh, serial-esque. In fact, in the TV series, there is um, a murder podcast <gasps> called M-Town that, that the woman has that serial voice. Yes. Uh, it stars uh, Jamer Mays playing completely against type, a stone-cold bitch. Uh, defense attorney, uh, no, uh, district attorney. The woman on trial in the series is Kristen Chenoweth. Oh. Playing the richest woman in town. Okay. Um, and it also has some dude from Gotham, Stephen Boyer, Sherry Shepard. She has a different ailment in every single episode. In the first one I saw, she had a condition that made her jump to inhuman heights when she was startled. <laughs> what? So someone gives her a fright and she jumps so high she hits her head in the ceiling. A few episodes later, she has a specialty localised spontaneous human combustion syndrome. So her arm just catches fire. Like, it's so dumb. <laughs> oh, my God. And it is divine. I'm, I'm, I wanted I'm to watch it so bad. excited. My favourite line I said was basically pure child. Someone said, someone was wronged and they said no no i don't hold a grudge as we say in my family don't get mad get even madder <laughs> and i was like ah <laughs> so yeah uh it's it's been completely under the radar but it's mm -hmm. on hulu and i cannot recommend it enough it's so dumb that's so wild that i didn't tonight. hear about it because it sounds like the perfect show of the moment right you would think that more people would be like, yeah, you know, there's a show about like a murder trial and there's a serial podcast. Exactly. In it. Especially for me, because I'm obsessed with true crime. Unless like so few people saw it that they were unaware it existed. I guess. Yeah. I mean, that sounds awesome. Great well, it's recommendation. It's by the same guy who created The New Adventures of Old Christine and Angie Tribeca. Oh, okay. Which I've also I heard is a good show. It has, a, it has quite an Angie Tribeca. Not not as full on as Angie Tribeca, but it has that absurdity. Like, and then you know like what? Sort Just of go with it. Naked gun humor. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, Charles, do you have any recommendations? I do. I'm going to recommend a podcast that, Ooh, does, not conflict, that does not conflict with this podcast boo. nor my own. Oh, okay. Good. Um, it is that. a podcast called uh, We Need to Talk About Britney. Oh, okay. Um, <gasps> What's it about? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm fully. Staying on brand. Um, each episode is um, about a different album and time of her life. So they, you know, maybe one more time. The first episode uh, is co-hosted by Mandy Moore. Um, there's Oops, I Did It Again, Britney, some other So this guests. is like legit. It's yeah. not like a fan They're cast. like going through. Um, well, I mean, the, the host of it is a huge Britney fan. She's also from upstate New York. But she's got like big guests. She's got big guests. Yeah, she has some uh, writer from Orange is the New Black. She has Casey Wilson. Oh. Tom Lenk oh. does an episode. Candace King. Damien Fahey, who is a VJ on MTV. Like yeah. She got, some, she got good some good people. I don't know how she did it, but. I apologize for that noise I made when you said Casey Wilson, but I stand by the sentiment behind it. I love Casey Wilson. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a. Oh, did you ever watch on Hulu the um, the the what is it? The real the Hot Wives the of Hot Wives of Orlando. <laughs> no, I missed uh, that one. I think I've 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 recommended it to you before, but okay. Casey Wilson's in that, and it's amazing. Oh man, I should watch that. Um, I am sort of disappointed in myself that I have fallen off the Vanderpump. Train. I'm like two or two seasons. I need behind. to get back into it because I'll, I'll like read the Jezebel recaps <laughs> and I'm like, this show is just so bad. It's so wonderful. Yep. Jack's for life. He's oh, a douchebag and I hate him. He's such a fucking but he's asshole. He's so lovely. He's such an idiot. Yep. He's like so dumb. Mm -hmm. He's. I was like trying to describe him to a friend of mine because he was asking me about the show and he's like, what's the deal with this guy? And he like walked in when Jax was talking. 
And I was like, um, he's a bartender slash actor and is just as awful as that sounds. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but truly, uh, that is Jax. So what else am I watching? I Oh, you know what I went through in literally a day because I refused to leave the apartment last night because uh, it was raining and awful and I was just like, so done with life <laughs> I was like I'm not leaving the apartment I went through uh, the latest season of the Great British Bake Off is Ooh. on Netflix is this the melon sueless version yes oh that came out okay so I too was skeptical it I really like the new host they're not melon sue obviously and they're like not as wonderful as them is Noel Fielding and Sandy Toxvig is that right yeah see Noel Fielding I cannot stand but I adore Sandy Toxvig so I'm why don't you like Noel um, because I also didn't like the Mighty Boosh. Everyone recommends the Mighty Boosh. Right. I hated it. I didn't. It's, and I guess like, I don't want to, I, I hate yucking other people's yum. So I'll just say, I guess it wasn't made for me. Okay. Um, but I didn't like it. And he's also had that 1970s Chrissy Hind haircut for far too long. <laughs> yeah. I, we were describing him as the vampire who walks among us. <laughs> uh, but I, I like him. He really, he grew on me during the season. I think he's very And I also haven't, like, Mighty Boosh was so many years ago, I haven't watched an episode of Bake Off, so I haven't given him a chance. He so. for sure drops a Mighty Boosh reference, like, in the show. What, what is that? What is Mighty Boosh? It was a comedy. Oh, okay. Um, right? Yeah. Well, ellipsis, yes. Yep. <laughs> it was a comedy ellipsis. That's how I would describe it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've like for years people have been recommending the Mighty Boosh to me. I gotta see it. If it's an absurdist to... sketch show. One of the sketches every episode, like the moon talks. Oh. Um, okay. The moon is a face covered in, well, I assume it's whipped cream to made it to look like the moon surface and often just says, I'm the moon. <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually probably the best part of the show. Everything else I hate. <laughs> that... You were going to get some heated tweets. I'm so sorry, friend. everybody. Uh, uh, if you love the Mighty Boosh, mm. I'm not coming for you. It just, it wasn't for me. Sure. And the Chris backlash starts. <laughs> yeah. No. Charles is in. <laughs> uh, that, that description of the moon reminds me. Hey, did you ever watch that weird YouTube commercial for Sweet Baby's Ice Cream? No. No. Uh, it's. I'll show it to you after the show. It's absurd and terrifying. Is it but deliberately it's for, absurd yes. and terrifying? Okay. But it's for like a real ice cream company and it's, <laughs> it scares the shit out of me. I am always fascinated when brands are just like, do you want to creep everybody out? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, you know you're supposed to be trying to sell your product, right? <laughs> they're like, let's get a giant weird talking moon. Yep. Uh, yeah, guys. I think, is that all I was doing? Do, 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 do. I've been listening to, I know people are very... Uh, Invested in the fact that I'm listening to the Harry Potter audiobooks because for years I've been saying I would get into Harry Potter and now I'm getting into Harry Potter like, what is it, 20 years too late? When did the first one come out? I, I don't think even remember. on the audiobooks it says 20th year anniversary. Oh, okay. Um, but is anyone yeah, good like narrating them? Right? Yeah. yeah, God, I'm so old. But uh, I'm on book three now, and everybody's right. Ooh, it's way better. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm 100% invested. I'm, like, excited to watch the movies now oh. because I'm, like, imagining a lot of this. And, like, up until book two, I'm, I've been envisioning the actors because I remember enough about the actors to envision them. But now there are new characters who I'm actually using my imagination <laughs> to imagine them, and I want to see the movie interpretation of it. So I'm fully on board. I'm loving it. You guys were all right, you bunch of nerds. <laughs> so you're on, you're on, you're finishing book three. I'm like a quarter of a way through with book three. Okay. Book yeah. three and movie three are both my absolute favorite. I'm so psyched to see the third yeah, yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, And it's funny that you talk about now that you're picturing, you're using your imagination to picture characters because I had the same thing. I, I don't think I started watching, reading the books until after the second movie had already come out. Mm. Uh, but subsequently from, from three onwards... <sighs> Every single actor they cast was exactly how I pictured them, and I don't know how they did that. Yeah, that's what I'm so excited about. Where I, I, oh yes, I'm just so excited. So I apologize to everyone where I was like, I don't want to read Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, you guys are all right. I'm wrong. Uh, and on that note, guys, it's that time of the episode. Let's all hold hands and cry. Here is your bad news. <laughs> So I had to ask Chris and Charles if they were ready to start recording again because Chris was loudly talking to Harley. 
Sorry. Uh, I get it. You know, she's uh, she's on your lap. She right knew now. there was a break coming up and she immediately tried to adjust herself. Like she'd laid still and quiet mm-hmm. the whole first pop culture segment. And the minute the, there was bad news time, she's like, wiggle, 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 wiggle. Did you, have you ever seen when I hit the space bar and the cats freak out? Because <laughs> they think they're going to get fed. <laughs> oh. I've, that is amazing. They like know that noise. Yeah. Twice oh this week, I have been bullied and harassed by both of these cats. I got a <laughs> frantic text from Charles where he's like, the cats are harassing me. And I was like, I had forgotten I was going to be out all day. And I was like, oh, can you feed them? Because that's why if they go to Charles, they're like, well, it's like, the system has failed. Sometimes when I come upstairs, they'll be like, they'll meow a little bit. And I'll be like, hello, how are you? But they were both like coming downstairs into my room and screaming at me and then running back upstairs and then coming back downstairs and screaming at me. They're trying to corral you. And then uh, this morning when I got home from work at like 6 a.m., both of them, that's why I actually closed that door because they were standing at the top of the stairs screaming at me. I thought you took Harley downstairs because she was barking for hours. Was she? Yeah. Uh, She uh, she has been misbehaving, so I officially ordered her a kennel where she will be going back to being strictly trained. Because she's had a little bit too much freedom and she's being cocky about it. Yeah, I'm like, I get that she thinks she's protecting us, mm. but you can literally hear our neighbors anytime they come down the stairs and she like erupts. Nope. Yeah. No more of that, ma'am. Uh, oh, we're in the bad news section. I guess it's bad news that Harley has been a tyrant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my cats have been tyrants. Mm. We have three tyrants. <laughs> Did I tell you when the handyman came over and he goes, wow, it's a lot of pets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I guess it is. It's not. It's one animal per roommate. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's not bad. So bad news. Um, we covered on this show the right wing collectively losing their minds when Nike... Um, released their newest campaign starring uh, Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. And so there's like an absurd new update to that backlash, which is uh, a Kenner mayor. So this is in, in New Orleans. Uh, mayor Ben Zahn has apparently issued a memorandum uh, demanding that the city recreation department and any booster clubs operating at, at its facilities no longer purchase or accept delivery of Nike athletic products or any apparel that features the company's famous logo. So this is a city official Mm -hmm. using his power and authority to officially ban Nike, essentially. Dumb first question (laughs) right off the bat. Is that legal? I, I think it is within the mayor's purview to decide who supplies gear. Okay. I think, sure. I might be wrong about that, but I think that is within the mayor's purview. I don't know if there's anything re- like codified that says it can't be politically motivated. I guess it would be one thing if it was like a sweetheart deal. Yeah. Like if he mm. was getting donations from a separate athletic company mm-hmm. and was like, oh, I'll arrange it so you can like give products to the recreation department. That would be illegal, I think. Yes. But this is not that. This is just... Not yet. It could turn into that. True. Yeah. This is him basically just saying that, you know, Nike's not allowed. Well, I've seen... It's weird that, like, they would do this in a whole town. I mean, it's weird that they would do it in general. But I've also seen places like um, gyms and stuff like that being posted on the internet, being like, no one's allowed to wear Nike, no employees and no customers are allowed to wear Nike it's products so in this dumb. gym anymore. I mean, by the way, Nike sales have gone up, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And like, I've wanted to cover this story without like rooting for Nike, which is a profoundly evil company <laughs> that relies on, you know, sweatshop labor. Mm-hmm. And like, do they have a great advertising department? Yeah, they have some of the best commercials in the world. And like, I'm glad that Colin Kaepernick is getting some kind of work because he has been blacklisted yeah. from the NFL. So I'm like happy to see him having that that profile and like seeing Serena Williams and stuff like that. I think it's good for kids to see the message of this campaign, which is it's it's the dream crazy campaign, which is essentially Nike just saying like dream crazy, (laughs) like like aim big because that's what these athletes did. And uh, Colin Kaepernick's message, I think, is really powerful where it's like, you know, stand for something, mm-hmm. uh, even if you lose everything, which is what happened to Colin, uh, although he got this Nike deal. So hopefully he got a lot of money out of that. But 
like I'm trying to cover the story without being like, go Nike. Yeah. <laughs> but when you see like the racist fucking right wing ban Nike, it's sort of like that's the default position. Do you think now that we'll be able to like identify racists because they're wearing like Adidas? <laughs> I have Adidas though. I, you know what? Burn them. Uh, okay. We'll, we'll do it bonfire, everybody. Burn your belongings that the company already has the money for. The weirdest part about this story is that now the premise for the movie Footloose has a real world precedent. Like you try to explain Footloose to someone and they're like, how does a town ban dancing? I'm like, well, how does a town ban Nike? Like, Yeah. Yeah. You just wrote a sequel. Footloose wow. 2? Mm-hmm. It's it. about feet. Yeah, Let's it's shoes. It. Yeah. Are you a Hollywood executive listening to this podcast right now? <laughs> we are a package deal. I am going to get a fucking job out of this episode. <laughs> this one episode. Come on, guys. So, also in bad news, we talked about the... Oh, actually, I don't know if we talked about this. Here's why I'm confused about if we talked about this or not. Maybe I shouldn't say this, because I don't know if they want me to mention it on the show. Did you guys hear about... This Dallas police officer who was arrested after she shot and killed her neighbor when she mistakenly, supposedly, walked into his apartment? Yes. Okay. What? And what the fuck? This is such a fucking weird story. And I want to just say up top, I don't believe anything the officer is saying. Nope. So, but here's what's wild. A friend of mine, and I won't say who unless they choose to say it themselves, um worked at the same company as the victim, Botham Shem Jean. Mm -hmm. And they like texted me early in the morning was like, we just got a company wide email about one of our employees who was shot in Dallas, Texas by a cop who essentially broke into his apartment. So they like sent out a company wide email that this had happened. And then I checked the New York times and like Twitter blew up and then like story dropped after that. So I had heard about, so that's why I'm confused. I'm like, did I talk about this on the show or did I talk about this with my friend? I think I just talked about it with my friend. So just to recap, cause we ran through that pretty quickly. The officer whose name is Amber Geyer, she's 30, got off like a 15 hour shift and that's being made into a big deal that she mm-hmm. was on a 15 hour shift. That's not a super, super long shift. No. I mean, it's not like it's so long you wouldn't realize you're in the wrong apartment. Yeah. Hands up mm. if you've done a shift that long in your life. Like, right. everyone in this room, and we've all managed to get back to our own homes. Yes. So, the this is the story that the Dallas police are, are saying that she opened the door, it wasn't locked, she went in, it was dark. And he was in the apartment. She shouted a verbal command. He didn't respond. And she shot him in the chest and killed him. She did CPR, called 911. Uh, the story is that she was crying on 911. They showed up, the paramedics, and they tried to save him, but he died. That was the original story. Now we have witnesses coming forward that they heard a woman pounding on the door and saying, let me in. That's what I read today. Yes. Ooh. Yep. Also, there's video footage of her after it happened, and she's pacing back and forth outside of the apartment on the phone, and there's no blood on her. That would mean you didn't do CPR. Yeah. And we've seen stories like this before about cops who accidentally shoot an innocent person, and the first thing they do is get on the phone with their union rep. Yep. Mm -hmm. And don't care about the victim. Mm. They just want to cover their own ass. Mm -hmm. So... Already the story is changing. Also, he had a red doormat outside of his apartment. Even if I was like blackout drunk and I like stumbled up to my door and I saw a red doormat and I don't own a door mm-hmm. red doormat, I think I would pause and <laughs> be like, is this the wrong apartment? Also, she has a dog. Oh. So red doormat and no dog. Like at what point do you start to register that it's not? Yeah. Your house. Yeah. The other thing is, uh, and you know, I'm picking up this news in pieces mostly from Twitter, so I'm not claiming to be a full authority on the subject. Sure, sure. But they, this happened on Saturday. So all these bits of story that are coming out, like she performed CPR, uh, she gave a verbal command. This is, they've had like 72 hours to come up with a list of yes. excuses. Which is exactly what we saw in the uh, the Darren Wilson, Michael Brown case. Uh-huh. They, like, they rushed, Mike, the cops rushed uh, Darren Wilson 
into isolation where they essentially coached him mm-hmm. and they came up with a whole narrative about like Michael Brown was threatening Michael Brown charged yep. at you like they have to come up with this story to protect the officer that's the police officer union's whole job to protect the officer so that's like 101 Mm -hmm. that's what they do after something like this they immediately rush the officer somewhere come up with some fucking story about why she shouldn't be guilty of manslaughter she absolutely should be yeah (laughs) like i can't think of a more clear-cut example of manslaughter then she broke into this guy's home now they're claiming the door was open that's another thing i don't buy yeah this dude was at home and his door was open right like i don't know especially with neighbors saying no no we heard pounding we heard a A repeated knocking on the door yeah Yeah, yeah. like if if i was in my apartment and it was dark at nighttime and someone entered and gave me a verbal command i'm assuming i'd be sleeping that's the thing what like, even What's if her version of the story is true, she's still wrong. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it doesn't matter. I think they're just trying to come up with a plausible story where she doesn't look like such a fuck up yeah. or murderer. Like, I, I, my generous reading of it, and I'm being super generous, is drugs slash alcohol plus racism mm-hmm. equals manslaughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she was fucked up, walked into the wrong apartment, saw a black man, and immediately shot him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I think if I'm being generous happened, maybe other details will come out where there's even some more fucked up story at play. But like, (sighs) and I, I, again, how laws work and how charges work. I'm not uh, au fait on, but I also don't understand how this is manslaughter. This is, this is, this is murder. Well, okay, so the difference between murder one and manslaughter mm-hmm. is if this was premeditated. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, that's why I was interested by the pounding on the door and the let me in. Because mm-hmm. I was like, supposedly from every, all the information that's come out thus far, they didn't know each other. She had just moved into the building, apparently. Yep. So, it would only be man one if, or murder one, if she had planned. Okay. Manslaughter is your in the moment and like you make a mistake and you kill somebody. Right. So that would be the difference. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that, that makes more Even sense. if she was like under the influence of drugs and alcohol and like broke into his apartment and then shot him. If she thought she was in her own apartment, that's manslaughter. Right. Okay. Like you're an idiot and you yeah. should still go to jail and certainly never be a police officer. Yeah. hundred <sighs> percent. I just, I, it's just, it's the shooting in the chest that, that really, yeah. Like yeah. that is still makes me even with all those uh, circumstances makes me question manslaughter because shot if if she shot him and it was not somewhere fatal and he died later I get a manslaughter but she shot him in the chest that's yeah the, well that's the thing and like what cops say is that's how they're taught to shoot like if they're gonna shoot they like shoot to kill you yeah if you discharge your weapon you should expect to kill somebody Uh so like that's i think officers that's usually the response when someone says well why didn't you shoot to wound they're like that's not how we shoot right we're shooting somebody we're shooting to kill i'm not saying that's right obviously but yeah i just this poor fucking guy it's in his own house in his own house totally minding his own business at what point are people safe particularly people of color at what point because now, even like it's been narrowed down from public streets to other people's yards to your own yard. Now inside your own fucking house, and it's infuri- infuriating to see the narrative being rewritten in real time, where it's already being phrased by the media as just like "oopsie daisy," yeah, like mistaken apartments, yeah. And it's like, no, there's so many layers of failure here. Yeah. Where there is culpability, there is blame. She should go to prison for manslaughter. She oh, should. And the police are now doing posthumous warrants on his apartment to search for oh, contraband. Super. Let's figure mm-hmm. out every terrible thing he's ever mm-hmm. done to make him look like the bad guy. Well, yeah. the thing, like even if he would have defended himself, if he had a gun in his apartment and he shot her, he would still be the bad guy in the situation. There would be, yes. At, at the very least, way more scrutiny of him than there is of her right now. Yeah. If he, if a black man killed a white lady officer, even if it was in his own apartment, mm-hmm. there in, would have in been, a stand your ground state or whatever yeah. it is that still would be. Yeah. Totally absolutely. different case. Totally different case. Yeah. So also, do we have enough time for this? Mm, yeah. So, um, we've been covering the children being stolen from their families story. A lot on this show. So 
the update to it is, according to the ACLU, migrant parents forcibly separated from their children by the Trump administration are so scared about conditions in their home countries that in an effort to help their kids remain in the United States, they're refusing reunification. <gasps> Jesus. Can you fucking imagine? Like, so first of all, that's obviously a selfless choice by the parents because yep. every last parent, I'm sure, desperately wants to be reunified with their kids, but they're so scared of going back to their home countries, what mm -hmm. they fled from because they're refugees mm -hmm. that they're like, we would rather be separated. Like I can't imagine it's literally Sophie's choice. Yep. And it's so terrible that we're putting families in that situation. Like we're so the monsters of history. Yeah. As, as a, as a country that already has a stolen generation, uh, uh, I can say with good authority that this entire episode playing out will haunt this country for the next 50 to 100 years as well it should oh we already know that because we did it with slavery <laughs> right right like we know the ripple effects of slavery mm -hmm. we're still seeing them today we just talked about a police brutality story police brutality has its roots in white supremacy and and slavery in this country the police came right from the clan yeah you know so we know what that's like and yet here we are doing it once again like we're not going to have that generational haunting yeah you know like if you do shit like this it will have consequences for decades <laughs> if that centuries mm -hmm. you know and and we know that and the fact that this, this can be done so glibly and so easily despite the fact that uh since the uh like Islamophobic, anti-terrorism paranoia. Mm -hmm. They, the they, the capital T, they have mm -hmm. talked on and on about radicalizing youth and people being radicalizing. Mm -hmm. This is how it happens. Exactly. If if you, a community knows they can't trust law enforcement, they can't trust immigration. Certainly, they're not going to cooperate with authorities. Right. Nor should they. I I fully understand where they're like, we're not fucking snitching. Yeah. We're not going to send our own people to the gallows. You know, this is how you create a broken society where yep. no one trusts each other, where everybody's informing on each other, or like I should say, like white people are <laughs> informing <laughs> on everybody. This can only result in yeah, mistrust, broken communities, and ultimately social turmoil. Mm. Um, it's a dumb fucking idea, you dummies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. At what point do you realize you are pure evil? Around the time you make the baby internment camps, I right? I think so, yeah. Well, I mean, it's bad enough doing that to grown people. Yes, Once you're certainly. building a bus in which every seat is a baby seat, Yeah. about that point, anyone involved in the construction of that... So they like finish the bus and they're like, hey guys, um, quick meeting. Mm. Do you think we're the bad guys? I'm getting yep. the sense we are. Yep. Hmm. We just put in 50 baby seats. There's a, I think about this at least once a week. There is, I don't know if it aired over here. There's a British sketch show called Mitchell and Webb or that Mitchell and Webb look. Uh, and in it. It literally sometimes sounds like you're making up shows to mock us. <laughs> like, I'll <laughs> no, just, it is. Mitchell, I'll say two names and they'll be like, oh, I'll check that out. I fully <laughs> forget their first name. So it's Mitchell and Webb. Okay. Uh, but there is a sketch in there that they're both playing uh, World War II German World War II soldiers, mm -hmm. and in the middle of it, one of them says, um, "Are we, are we the baddies?" <laughs> and then the, the sketch basically plays them out, uh, him running through the list of things, and we shouldn't have skulls on our helmets if we're. That's I think I think we're the bad guys, and I think about that every time this stuff happens because. Where are all the, yeah the people yeah. who ins who installed baby seats in buses or built cages for babies? Mm -hmm. Did they at any point stop and go? I feel like I may be on the wrong side. Side here. note: I wrote a sketch exactly like that with two Trump supporters, oh, <laughs> but like fifty me. years in the future, talking about like what led to the moment that they're at right now. Uh, so, guys, it's that time of the episode. Let's all jump up and down. Here is your good news. <laughs> All right. Good news. Speaking of Colin Kaepernick and the NFL, uh, this is sort of like a reversal of a previously bad decision. 
So back in May, NFL owners terrified of Trump approved a new national anthem policy decreeing that, quote, all league and team personnel shall stand and show respect for the flag and the anthem. So, like, clearly this was in response to Colin Kaepernick and all the players, like, kneeling and protesting police brutality. Um, So the the new... Was this the thing where if they they wanted to make their voice heard, they had to stay in the locker room? Mm -hmm. Was that that policy? Right. Yes. So uh, the new rule essentially banned any kind of visible protest uh, short of staying in the locker room while the song played. So, uh, yeah, they could just, like, stay out of sight, which is not how to effectively protest. So thanks to pressure from the NFLPA, which was not consulted about the policy and complaints from players, the NFL stood down and suspended the anthem rule before any games were actually played as the two sides talked it out. So, like, they announced this thing and then never really went into play. Um, now, according to Adam Schefter, those talks aren't going to lead to any anthem policy for the 2018 season. Oh. So they like talked a big game about punishing players, never really do any did anything, and now they're like, mm, never mind. Great. Which is not as strong, obviously, as coming out in support of the players mm-hmm. expressing their First Amendment rights, which you think you would do during the national anthem, but uh, at least they're not going to be punishing players for like kneeling the, the nfl pa is like a um, players association yes. i'm assuming what okay. is the acronym for i would say let, let's guess i would say the national football league's players association yeah, that's, that's my guess. guess uh i'm right yay nailed it so smart um i just like i imagine that talks between the two sides were like okay so we can't kneel anymore uh we're just not gonna play so you're not gonna make any fucking money that's the thing like it, it was just a stupid decision from the beginning. Even if it was only lip service, it was like, you're a bunch of dummies. Because yeah. these are these players are how you get your revenue. Mm-hmm. So if they go on strike, y'all fucked. Did you see what happened to Papa John? Do you want to be Papa John? He's no longer Papa no John. No one wants to be Papa no John. No one wants to be Papa John. Not even Papa John? Nope. Nobody. <laughs> so uh, obviously that is good news. Also in good news, man, California has been tearing it up in response to the federal government just being fucking atrocious <laughs> at every level, but especially when it comes to climate change, reversing all of the Obama-era legislation that was meant to not even like fix our climate change situation, but like sort of try to mitigate the worst mm. of it. So Governor Jerry Brown um, has repeatedly ratcheted up California's global warming goals, setting even higher targets for the use of renewable renewable power and demanding deeper cuts in greenhouse gas emissions. But on Monday, Brown announced a climate goal so ambitious that many experts don't know how to react to it. <laughs> uh, as di- This is from uh, the San Francisco Chronicle, by the way. As diplomats descended on San Francisco for a global climate conference, Brown signed an executive order calling for the state to slash its overall emissions to zero (gasps) by 2045 and then go negative. Negative. (laughs) Yeah. Starting in 2046, California will pull more carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gases from the atmosphere year by year than it put in. And I'm kind of like, that's how you fucking do that. That, That's incredible. (laughs) I I just imagine him like walking into the meeting and be like, no one gets cars anymore. (laughs) (laughs) No one. Everyone walks. bicycling now. Yep. Everyone. Every single person. Every baby, every birth certificate now has three checkboxes. You have to plant at least three trees for every baby that's had. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean like, and again, I, I always say this as a caveat because actions speak louder than words. It's like, let's see this happen in California before we celebrate it. But still, this is aggressive leadership. Mm -hmm. And this is awesome. And this is what should be happening. And California is deliberately doing it as a fuck you to Trump. Yeah. Literally everything they're doing, they're like, this is the fucking opposite of what you want. We're like, I mean, California is such a massive economy. Mm -hmm. Whenever they do anything like this, it scares the shit out of the Trump administration. Because they're basically like, California could be its own country. Mm -hmm. So it matters when they do stuff like this. So does... Because it's such a massive economy, does it have a knock-on effect to other states? Do, do when California does stuff, do other states follow suit, or is this just California is just out the beacon? I think so. Yeah. Like at least with trends that we see on the national level, like progressive trends, they tend to start 
in like California or New York. Yeah. And then they spill over into other states. Mm-hmm. That's I why think it was surprising that like weed was legal in Colorado before anywhere else. I was like, oh. it was like huh. an economy there yeah. before it was anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Once the rest of the country saw how much fucking money they were making, they were like, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> we don't have been a saying the whole time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so good on you, California. I imagine like this has to have as much as other states would like follow suit and be like, great idea. We'll take that and make it our own. I imagine that there are some red states who are just like, everyone gets cars. Babies get cars. No one bikes anywhere. Yeah. You know, there's <laughs> going to be a Republican backlash where, again, they don't know how to lead. All mm-hmm. they can do is just own the libs. So if like liberals are trying to save the world, they're like, we're trying to destroy the, the world. The mayor uh-huh. of that Nike, anti-Nike town is going to like compulsory bonfires for all <laughs> yep. citizens. Take the cars you have, light them on fire, buy new bigger, <laughs> bigger cars. <Right. laughs> bigger, bigger SUVs. cars. Everybody's getting we're bringing SUVs. back leaded petrol. Oh, God. Um, so I think I want to save the other two good news stories for tomorrow's episode because one of them has to do with the uh, Thursday election in New York City. Ooh. Ooh. Guys, are you all going to vote? Are you all going to vote for Zephyr? You better because she's kicking ass and you might have seen her commercial. We're going to talk about that on tomorrow's episode. But um, she is running for attorney general against Eric Schneiderman, who we know is not a good guy, mm-hmm. has been accused of sexual misconduct <laughs> and said he was going to go after Trump for a bunch of stuff that he never did. Anyway, I like that breakaway pop hit. <laughs> Thank ah. you. Uh, needs a hook. I feel like I'm just kind of rambling, but yeah. Uh, so we're going to get to that on Thursday's episode. But in the meantime, is there anything you guys would recommend people do or see or eat or uh, anything like that for like self-care? I would recommend um, figuring out. It's I've done it for maybe six to eight months now, but going into whatever phone you have and uh, setting it to like the do not disturb mode when you're going to be sleeping so that you don't get woken up every few seconds by something from Twitter or a text message or Facebook or whatever. Like I don't have my just do not disturb turned off until like two in the afternoon, which is when I usually get up. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's why you don't respond my fucking text messages. (laughs) Um, If I wake up and I like, I'll look at it and be like, Oh, like, I look through it through one eye in the middle of the dark and just like, mm, okay, respond to that. Sure. Yeah. But then I actually get up, but, uh, it's really helped my sleep a lot. Having do not disturb on. I, I like put my lot. phone on airplane mode a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's partly because I have a very old phone that I refuse to upgrade. <laughs> and I don't know why I've just like made it a personal mission where I'm like, I'm not fucking going into the Apple store. But I, my battery dies really easily mm-hmm. unless I put it on airplane mode. Mm-hmm. So I've just been doing that to save my battery. But then I noticed my phone bill's really low. And because it's not constantly downloading data. Oh, okay. Uh, and then also, yeah, like no one can get to me. And I'm like, ha ha. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, I have the mildest policy of, of the three of us. Uh, I just put mine on silent and it doesn't vibrate. But that's just because that's been a a thing I've had to do because so I have so much family back home right. and I had to set a rule like, yeah, fine. Text me whenever you want, when you want to. Don't, don't not text me because, Oh, I don't know what time it is. I'll just put my phone on silent and I'll get to it in the morning. Right. But it's, it has the same net effect. I don't, I'm not bothered through the night. Yeah. I just can't be trusted not to constantly check my phone. And sure. if I see like the, cause I get alerts from Twitter mm-hmm. and like, I do have it just set to people I follow. So my phone doesn't really blow up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I like roll over in the middle of the night and I start to check my like messages, then I'm up. Yep. So I can't be trusted. Fair. Um, I've done a self care thing recent, just in the last two days. Uh, if you ever feel like you need to take a break from Twitter, which I totally get, uh-huh. but then you know that taking a break from Twitter then just basically turns all the lights out in your world for sure. however long. You don't know what's happening because for most of us, it becomes our friendship communication, how we plan things, everything we know about celebrities, the the news of the world, like everything comes from the one place. Um, I've gone real old school and made a list. It was one of the, it's a function that's been part of Twitter since they launched the damn thing. And it's a list of everyone I follow in, uh, everyone I know in person. So it's all you lot. Uh-huh. And about, my list is currently at 33 people instead of the 500 I follow. Wait, do you know about Nuzzle? 
No. Nuzzle's a app that you can download where it essentially does that for you automatically. Where, where it's like, here are the people that you favorite and retweet the most, mm-hmm. and here are like their biggest tweets of the day. That's getting the most attention. Oh, that's nice. Uh, that's what I use. Because otherwise helpful. I would be on Twitter 24 hours a day for my job. Yep. So I follow a lot of journalists. So if they, a lot of the journalists are retweeting a specific article, Nuzzle will be like, everybody's talking about this. And yep. I'll be like, well, then we should probably talk about it on the show because clearly it's generated a lot of interest. Oh, that's very handy. It's just, yeah, it's just especially for me because so much of my work for the Australian game show, uh, I'm at my computer all day. So I have a tab open all day. And if I don't pay attention, I literally am on Twitter 24 hours a day. Yeah, same. It's addictive. Mm-hmm. And we all hate it. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Have you ever met anyone who's like, I fucking love Twitter? If yes. you have, they're a and sociopath. They're, yes, and they're the worst people I've yeah. ever met. It, I, it was me until a year and a half ago. It finally broke me. I f- here's the thing. I feel like there is a window where when you start to use it, you're like, this is fucking hilarious. And like, everybody's <laughs> fighting on here. It's it's so funny. And then you're on it like past two years and you're like, this is a nightmare. Oh, uh, my! besides the people who are like, oh, I love Twitter, uh, people I know who are like, oh, I'm just really into tweeting content. Ew, I'm if like, anybody says content like that... Yeah. Slap them. Yeah, I can't. I can't deal with. No, that's bad. That's, yeah, that, that's bad. Stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Look, I get it that some people do content for their jobs, but I'm sure they don't walk around talking like yeah. that. Oh, oh, they do. They some, do. Some do. They do. Get Twitter. Yep. Yeah. You can do content like, as long as you are also, if you're um, offsetting that by also being an authentic person. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like I know people who work on like brands and content and all that stuff, but are like normal human beings and don't talk like that. <laughs> Yep, no, we know some that are not. Oh, no, no, I, I bet there are some. I was some. like, why the fuck are you looking at me, <laughs> Charles? <laughs> you know how you're always talking about your brand. Um, like, <laughs> if you're, like, if, you're, if your timeline is just, like, memes and jokes, like, that are actually funny, that's great. Like, you're a funny person, but mm-hmm. don't talk like a douche. Yeah. Yeah. I always forget that I'm around improv people all the time, and when I'm around, like, normal corporate people and they try to be funny, I'm like, I literally want to die right now <laughs> oh yeah i want to die this is so bad it's my least favorite thing about when i was waiting tables was like was, like the dad at the table would make a dad joke oh he's gonna yeah and it would definitely affect my tip but i would just be like hmm <laughs> and walk away <laughs> don't laugh at unfunny boys and they would try to like escalate it and be funnier which made them less funny by the way that was advice just from amy Poehler. don't laugh at unfunny boys nope don't great do advice yep couldn't agree more. Women feel obligated to laugh at unfunny men. We shouldn't laugh. Mm-mm. If they're not funny, don't laugh. Nope. Unless your job relies on it. In which case, <laughs> politely chuckle, I guess. <laughs> and also, as as a boy myself who tries very hard to be funny all the time, how will I learn? <laughs> how will I know what's working if you laugh at everything? Teach them. Again, that's putting the onus on the women, though. It's not up to you to teach them. That's but also it's true. For, it's for your own sanity. Uh, actually, we actually glossed right over a really good self-care tip. Oh. Charles said it by accident. Don't be a douche. Don't be a fucking douche. Yeah. That's great self-care. And also, it helps others. Yeah. And it's true. You think it would be kind of easy. Honestly, I think? saw... It is. Guys, I saw today on the subway a dad sitting next to his very young son. And the dad was man-spreading. Mm-hmm. And the little boy was also man-spreading. Boy-spreading. That's worse. Ugh. Man-spreading. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> man-spreading junior? I can't go back in time and I do that. Hang on. Little, little man-spreading. <laughs> spreading uh like mimicking his father and i was just like <gasps> like watching it happen in front of me it took every ounce of self-restraint for me not to be like this is what's wrong with society mm-hmm. you are teaching your son <laughs> to take up space that he should not be taking up you should be teaching him to like sit like oh. a reasonable person you really robbed the world of you going viral and someone recording you on the subway yeah. screaming at them though lately every day has been that. a struggle for me not to lash out like an insane woman like i i've lived in the city officially too long um and i I really have to check myself where I don't just fucking erupt on people. Oh, I'd love that. I it is my stated goal. I like whether I want to or not to be as pleasant to everyone at all times. But the other day, I think it was last week or the week before, when you were tweeting about those suitcases, people, people with suitcases, oh. and someone was just like, "Move them." That person became. I, I aspire to be that person. Wait, let me explain what happened. So I was on the subway, and there were these tourists sitting across from me. 
and they had so many bags, mm-hmm. it, which I get, you know, like you're traveling for a long time, but they had, so like they took up four chairs and then they had their suitcases in front of a seat and they were not moving it. So like no one could sit in that seat and it was a packed train and a couple of people like walked past them and gave them like the stink eye, like I want to sit there and they wouldn't like make eye contact with anyone or move. So they, I got the impression they knew a hundred percent they were in the wrong, Mm -hmm. but they were just like not going to move for anybody. Then the most grizzled New Yorker I've ever seen in my life gets on the train and she walks straight up to them and she goes, move it. (laughs) And they like immediately move the bags. And I was like, I love her. I love you. Oh, that sounds Yeah, but awesome. she didn't even like really cause a scene. She was just like, all of the threat was implied in her voice. Yep. Mm-hmm. She's like, you will do this or suffer the consequences. And I was just like, oh, I love Buy you. Buy that woman a drink. Yes, she needs it. She's, yes. she's been over it for a while. I mean, it, we just now live off the train that comes from JFK into Manhattan. Yes. So we we're always like, I always see people with bags. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I never put that together. But also I've been that person in this city with a giant bag because I'm a tourist. But if in that case, don't sit down. Mm. You stand yeah. up and take up as little space as possible because you know you're being a burden on a commuter or, train. Or like I deliberately bought a suitcase where I can like fit it between my legs mm-hmm. and not be taking up a oh, second yeah. seat. Yep. Uh, I do that because I'm like, I'm still taking up as little space as I can with my dumb bag. Yep. Uh, and like, I get it that you're a tourist and you're going to make dumb mistakes, but that was like beyond. If they had like unintentionally done that and the first person walked by and they were like, oh shit, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And like move their bags. Totally different. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. They were being rude and like, ugh, leave it to a fucking old school New Yorker to be like, this cannot stand. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever she is, wherever she is, she is my patronus. Yes. Goddess. You and your spandex. I love you. (laughs) She's like old, old Long Island, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. One of those. Perfect. One of those Italian grandmas. Grandma? Oh, yeah. She was like old. Even better. Oh, I love a sassy old lady. They're my favorite. I think she had a fanny pack. I might be adding that in my head. Oh, my God. (laughs) You're making it better. Yeah, I think she had a fanny pack. I was just like, ah. As soon as she got on, I was like, this woman will take no guff from anyone. Guys, please follow Charles and Chris on Twitter. At Charles Rockhill, at Chris Apotamia. Listen to their great podcast, Dirty Little Horror. Oh, uh, how many episodes? 20. We just did 20, yeah. Wow. They just had their 20th episode. Go follow them, guys. Follow uh, this show on Twitter as well, Light Trees and Pod. We are also on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, all of those places. SoundCloud. We just hit 100 followers on SoundCloud, what which what? is great because I never promoted on this show. <laughs> so thank you for following us there. Most importantly, tell your friends about the show. We are 100% a word of mouth operation. Uh, you won't hear any advertisers on this show. That's because we're supported by you, the listeners. And as such, we have a limited reach. So please do tell your friends. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, guys. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. Be that old lady with a fanny pack. Hire us. Bye. (laughs) 